Okay. Here we go. Okay. okay. So over here we have uh, Tasha with us. Tasha is uh, a beach volleyball uh, national athlete. She represents Malaysia to play uh, professionally in Sea uh, Games, in uh, different leagues and tournaments. So welcome, Tasha. Hi. Hi, Edwin. Thank you for having me. Okay. This is my first, po- first podcast ever. <laughs> okay, I think I'll leave to you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Tasha May. I'm turning 19 this year and uh, I'm actually Chindian. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of people think that I look Malay or something else but I'm actually Chindian and I speak three languages fluently, English, Malay and Mandarin and I'm trying to learn Japanese now. <laughs> Japanese on the list. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. So a bit more about your uh volleyball achievement. So at least uh the audience or the listeners can know uh what what sort of level or what sort of um tournaments uh that you have played. Ah. Okay. So uh, I actually have played uh the Sea Games, which is the Southeast Asian Games for indoor volleyball and beach volleyball. So I think that's like my highest level for now. So in which, future, which maybe Asian that? Games. Uh, the indoor volleyball was the 2017 Sea Games, which was in Kuala Lumpur, and last year was in the Philippines, the 30th Sea Games. But that was for beach volleyball. Nice. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, let's dive in straight. Uh, how did you start your uh, volleyball career? Uh, did you start it like when? When did you first touch a volleyball? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was like I think like standard three, like in the middle or end of the year. I think I, I before that I had no idea what volleyball was. <laughs> so I think one day like uh, the the the. Uh, teacher, the volleyball te- uh, teacher in charge of volleyball just made an announcement on the PA system like who is interested to join volleyball come this Saturday and then like they had a, a, like a demo session like some sort of gathering where they asked whoever is interested to go to the hall and then they like showed us the volleyball because last time when we were young there's this uh, volleyball that's like a softball you know like oh, really yeah. soft one so that's for standard 3 and standard it's 4 and yeah 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 that I'm one uh huh so, uh, yeah, they let us like see the ball and touch it and all. Then this one, my mom told me, but I forgot already. She said that when I went home, I told her that I want to join volleyball. And then she was like, "Huh, volleyball? But the ball is so hard, you can or not?" <laughs> and then I was like, "No, no, no, no. This ball is very soft. Only they let us touch, you know." Then after that, I joined lah. But then, uh, at first, I think um, the first few times, this one also my mom told me. I really cannot remember when there was supposed to. Uh, uh, because trainings are always on for the non-school team is always on Saturday only. So for the first few weeks, I have no idea why. But like every time we went, there was no training. So for some reason, I don't know why. And my mom said that I will always be like so disappointed because yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to play. But then after that, uh, the training started, and then yeah, it was just love at first spike. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say that. So other okay. So before standard three that you, yeah. you touched uh, the volleyball, uh, mm. do you play any other sports prior to that? 
Yeah, actually when I was younger, I did uh, some inline skating and skating. Wow. Yeah, skating. Yeah, and uh, is it like badminton ice or rollerblading? No, no, rollerblade. Okay. Yeah, and then um, badminton, but that was for a really short while because uh, I don't know if people know this, but I was like a really fat kid when I was younger. Yeah, really? I'm serious. Yeah, and then so apparently uh, I just played badminton for sure, and because badminton is super tiring, I couldn't take it anymore. Then I just told my mom, nope. I'm out. Ah, I see. So, oh, I and I did taekwondo also, but that's for like the co-curriculum in school. Okay. So, would you say that that your love for sports uh is um supported by your parents like a lot? I think mainly. Yeah. Uh, are are they uh, are they athletes also? Yeah, they are. My mom was a taekwondo athlete. She played taekwondo last time. She did huh? taekwondo last time, and my dad played hockey. Oh, I see, I see. Cool. Uh, did they play like professionally or is uh, like recreation? No, not really like professional, but I guess they were good in their sports. Okay. So would, would you say that uh, that you have sports cell or sports gene in you? Like if, <laughs> if somebody were to say that, oh, Tasha, uh, Tasha is very talented. Do you say like everything that you have achieved today is because you are talented? No, quite the opposite actually. I am... I think okay. One thing that I'm blessed with for volleyball is definitely my height, mm-hmm. but I am actually quite uh, heavy and slow for volleyball, and I had to work against that a lot actually. Okay, so yeah. a lot of hard work and effort, uh, working on a weakness, lah. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, like, uh, wait. Sorry, can I just add? Yeah. Yeah. So like. Uh, among all my teammates, right, I'll be the slowest on every time, like in speed or whatever, and like the least powerful one actually. So it's actually mostly in the low levels. Uh, it's my height that's like covering for my weaknesses. So that's how I got away with it. How do you feel like being one of like uh, the, the slowest and and the one that uh, that requires uh, a lot of hard work when it comes to like uh, body movement and agility? Uh, how do you overcome mm. it? Well, I mean, of course, the the lame answer would be to say, "Oh, this is so unfair!" Like I have the height, but then like I I don't have the athlete athleticism season to play well. But then like I can't complain because God gave me the height, so I have to work hard in something, right? It, that's just how the the world works. God is not. I mean, uh. It's not fair for everyone. Yes, yes. We, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and uh, yeah. we work well, uh, leverage on our strengths and try to work mm. uh, on our weaknesses. Mm. Yep. Mm. Okay. This this might be a fun question. Have you always? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good question. <laughs> like every so... every time you touch a volleyball, would you say that every session and every season it's like uh, up? Uh, happy, uh, optimistic, and you really enjoyed every moment of volleyball. Okay, so when I was younger, like in primary school, I remember like I loved volleyball so much. Like every time, I was just looking forward to the weekends to train and play and all. But then, as I got older, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I just didn't really enjoy it so much anymore. And after that. 
the uh, the uh, like the most down period was during the actually during the 2017 Sea Games. Oh, okay. Where yeah, it's weird because uh, we were actually training in Sarawak, so I was away from home for like for probably like half a year or more. Wow, so half a yeah. year was training. Yeah, okay. like well, that's intense. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I didn't go to school. I missed like the whole half uh, beginning of form four. I mean, I did go to school, but not a lot. And I transferred school, like you know, Tumpang Sekolah then Sarawak. Okay, so uh, sorry <laughs> yeah. to interrupt you. Um, yeah. you represented Malaysia to play in Sea Games at form four. Yes. For a good six months of training that you're away from home. Yeah, six to eight months like that. Wow, is it something like um, uh, is it a norm for like professional athletes uh to represent uh Malaysia like the national athletes to kind of uh go away from their home, for example, if they are from Kedah or Perlis, uh, and to train at uh, a different location for six to eight months? Is it a norm? Uh yeah, I think it is. I have many friends who from Bukit Jalil who come from all all parts of Malaysia and. Yeah, even Sabah, Sarawak, they are okay, all there training. Then why why is it that uh, the location venue to um, to train for the, that Sea Games is in Sabah and not in like Bukit Jalil Sports School? Is, is there a reason? Uh, Sarawak, not Sabah. Oh, sorry, Sarawak. Yeah, why is it? Yeah, in Sarawak, because not in, uh, yeah. yeah. So during that time, the Sea Games was actually uh, our coach was the coach from was a coach from Sarawak. So. Uh, Okay. It was. I guess it was easier for him if everyone was there. Hmm. All right, all right. And I, I just need to make something clear. Um, the reason that I got to play in the two one seven C games is actually because many of the seniors didn't want to play, so they called us juniors for the team. Uh, I see. Politics. Yeah, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say too much. Was, <laughs> it was a pretty awesome uh, experience for you, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely it was. I mean, of course, it was awesome, but it also made me realize a lot of things and rethink yeah, my life. Of uh, explain that. So, where, which, what was the down moments that made you rethink your life in Sea Games? Mm, so, I don't. know, The more I, maybe because I was also away from home and like uh, I was just like training. It was like volleyball every day, volleyball every day, <laughs> and yeah, at some point, it just. When you don't see any hope, and it's like you're training for nothing. Like there's no purpose in training, you know. So I think that's, you know, like when you you want to give up on something, but then like you remember why you started. But yeah. for me, I didn't know what my why was. Like I was just there because people didn't want to be there, and like, well, I don't, I didn't even know what I was fighting for, you know. So so, uh, so in the midst of like that six to eight. Uh, months, not weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Months, correct. Months, yeah. months of, of training. Uh, did you manage to find your your why, or it's you still couldn't manage to find your why after uh after Sea Games or so, or during Sea Games in that matter? Uh, were you able prior, to find why? Prior to Sea Games, I was still pretty down, but then after that, after when it was close to Sea Games time, then we came back to West Malaysia and then we had all those um, Sea Games camp with other athletes and all. And at that time, I was really, really inspired. Like, like something just lit up in me. Like, like oh my god, this is what I want. Like, I want to achieve something for Malaysia. Like, you know, 
it's like I don't know <laughs> why, but every time like I go for all these camps and what I feel very like little because as everyone <laughs> knows, volleyball is not really a high achieving sport in Malaysia, so I always feel like very small compared to the other athletes in the athletes in the yeah, athletes camp like that. So I really want to change that feeling because I I don't like that feeling. <laughs> That's very interesting though because um, m- many of us, uh, so I-, I speak on behalf of uh, the other uh, high school teenagers, uh, those that are in high school and they, they are pursuing volleyball as either a recreational sports or wanting to play mm-hmm. more competitively. Uh, and it's something that's very free, like it's a norm for them to come up to me and say, hey, coach, uh, I feel. Uh, I don't feel I'm adequate. Uh, I don't feel uh, I don't feel strong. Uh, I feel very weak compared to mm-hmm. any other players. And then, um, if I were to ask them, like, hey, uh, so when when do you think you will feel strong? When do you feel that uh, you will find confidence in it? Or say, oh, when uh, when, when I when I represent state Selangor or KL, or when mm-hmm. I play in, in the national team, I think I will mm-hmm. feel uh, more confident that time mm. and, and coming from you playing in one of the highest level in, in Malaysia and you still feel uh, at doubt or lack of confidence at times uh, do, h- how do you how do you overcome it yeah when, when you have times like this uh, to be honest I haven't really overcome it yet yeah so because mm-hmm. I so even if now yeah. constantly uh, struggle with off and on I mean of course I don't think about it like every time but like if I were to go to another athletes camp now I would still feel the same like until I achieve something and that I can be proud of then uh, that would probably change okay help, help me and, and like the, the listeners understand better uh, when you talk about this mm-hmm. uh, athletes camp is it uh, is it international players also come over to that camp or is it only open to uh, the Malaysia citizen uh, no it's only Malaysian athletes like you know just like a, a Camp motivation camp before like the big game, big C games oh, or something like that. So uh, safe to say, like national level athletes, uh, and yeah. also state athletes are also there, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you play and represented Malaysia, and and so as com- compared to like the other state players, you also will feel small and and uh, lack of confidence. Uh, am I yeah, because. Correctly? Yeah, because like I still feel like I didn't do anything much yet with in my sport, you know. Okay, all right, all right. I think something <laughs> we can explore further, uh, and who knows, maybe, maybe uh, through our conversation, hopefully you you gain at least uh, a little bit uh, more inspiration. Because one thing is for sure that uh, a lot of our athletes and a lot of our volleyball community look up to let's not talk about national even a district or state players uh, my athletes will always say wow can hit so hard so, wow can set so well <laughs> and, and they are uh, they are at district or state level I think as so safely to say as an athlete or as a person we always look up to people that are better than us mm-hmm. uh, but there's, there's always two sides uh, of the picture or we can we can choose to process it's either we will look up to them as an inspiration uh, as a source of hope and motivation that we can be as good as them or even better or it can mm-hmm. be like the other way around where you start to belittle yourself saying that uh, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't be like that 
yeah. that, that, that person or that player is is gifted with it and, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll never be like that even though, yeah that's uh, definitely a wrong way to think um, okay we, we, we will talk about it uh, at a later time uh, let's uh, sure. talk about something uh, okay let, let's further on our question um, okay yeah this one uh, I really um, I really yeah, I'm looking forward to ask you this. Okay, uh, as an athlete, what what are the values that uh, that you have uh, in you um, as of this point in time that you think is very useful uh, for your professional career in volleyball? Let's just say uh, if you can state like three values uh, that you hold tightly. Mm. <laughs> uh, the first one is definitely. Um, um, giving your best like every time. So giving your uh, best. Why? Why is okay? So, uh, why do you think giving your best is important for you? Because uh, most of the times during like competition, when we uh, lose or when we fail, when we make mistakes, it's because we didn't prepare well enough. It's just that's the plain fact, you know. So. With there's, there's this thing called the confidence competence loop, which means that the higher your confidence, the higher your competence, and the higher your competence, the higher your confidence. So it just goes round and round. You get it, right? So, how do you get to that level of confidence? Which means you work on your competence, which means your ability. So, uh, by work, uh, you have to prepare well. So, like, um, so. Why is it in national tournaments, I always feel very confident. Like, I know that we can get the gold medal for sure. It's because I know that we have prepared well as a team. Like, we have done more than other states and we have done what we needed to do. So, when I go into a competition, I'm like, okay, like, my target is the gold medal. But then, like, when I go to international competitions... Sorry, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, no worries. Yeah, where was I? Oh yeah, so when I go for international competitions, then like I know I didn't prepare, like we didn't prepare long enough, we didn't prepare adequately enough. So my mindset changes, I'm like, ah, okay, I, I just want to do my best. Like I don't go in thinking like, oh, okay, I, I, I can, I mean, I don't, of course I want to win, but like I don't have enough confidence compared to when I compete in Malaysia. Hmm. Uh, that's very yeah. interesting though, if I can explore a bit further, um, okay, it's just it's just a question for you and also for the listeners to kind of explore on uh, how how well do you think is sufficient because it's very subjective on uh, how how prepared we are. Um, it's and and this word preparedness uh, or like getting ready is always. Uh, it's, never it's very vague right? if, if you think you're yeah. prepared Then you're prepared uh, If you think that There is more to do You think that something Is missing out uh, I think the best example is uh, Okay in a romantic relationship uh, mm-hmm. Or getting married uh, A lot of my peers Who wants to get married Will usually say that Oh I think uh, I'm not ready yet uh, To get married Or uh, Some of them I'm not Ready for a relationship I think there's Still work to be done In me uh, mm-hmm. And And it's It's always that mindset That is Keep looping in their head And no matter How good they are uh, No matter As a As a friend Or as a third person Point of view Feel that I think that They are ready to, to To get into a relationship 
but they themselves, the, the, the subject, uh, will still feel like, mm, no, I, I'm not ready yet. So, do you agree that it's, it's a mindset kind of thing? That if you think you're ready, then, then you are. But if you think you're not ready, then, then you're not. Would you mm. agree on that? To some extent, yes. But I think most of the times, you yourself know if you have done your part or not. Okay, well, how like, about I change even though, the, uh, yeah. the scenario yeah. of like, okay, mm-hmm. so you mentioned just now uh, when we played on a national uh, level, like MSSM, Sukma, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you you know that your team is prepared and you know you mm-hmm. yourself as an individual is also prepared. Uh, could it be because you have won the medal before and you, have, you know the level of volleyball in that tournament? And therefore, you think that okay, we are ready to to win it. However, when you go to international uh, level and that that perspective or that thought of like, oh wow, it's uh, it's a different level, a higher level, and hence I think we or I uh, is not ready to win the gold medal uh, because of uh, I, I I think you know best, but it's just it's just a question in my head where. Um, no matter how we prepare, uh, we still feel that as long as somebody is like higher off than us, then the thought of like, hmm, I think I'm not as good as them, therefore I'm not prepared. So, yeah, I think yeah, you're kind of right actually. Right. Because it's because like yeah, mm-hmm. at, at any I know point the of time you are still you, and you still mm-hmm. possess the skills that you have. But just because you play on a different level and you benchmark it with uh, uh, people or teams that are higher level than you and you're in doubt and the natural thinking of that, oh, okay, I think I'm not ready for it or we are not prepared for it. Yeah, I think you worded it correctly. <laughs> it's because like in national tournaments, like we know how the standard is. We know... Uh, what standard we need to be to beat the other teams but like you said when we go for international competitions we don't know how other people are we don't know how they have prepared so yeah I guess the doubt comes in so because it's I've seen teams who are not prepared like Mm -hmm. uh, how do I define not prepared is that they they just recently come together uh, Mm -hmm. in a very last minute format Uh, no doubt they are very talented players they didn't prepare much but because each of them possess the skills, experience, and talent that they have. Um, and they just come to the tournament um, very confidently. And, and it's a mindset that, okay, even though we did not do much, but I think we are ready for it. We are ready to win and we are prepared in a different kind of way. We're prepared individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, to mm, yeah, yeah, individually. Uh, and hence, uh, when they play and then when I see them play, you can see the lack of a lot of chemistry and a lot of uh, communication mm. that I'm aware of. But because they just put it in their mind, like, okay, la, we are prepared. We, we want to win this. And therefore, even though they are, uh, I would say skill-wise as a team, uh, lesser off than other more prepared teams or other better teams but they still manage to win quite significantly just because they have that mindset uh, shift of like choosing to believe that they are prepared even though in reality uh, there might be areas where they can be more uh, more practices that could be done prior to the tournament mm. or competition Oh, I actually never thought of it that way before so thanks for telling me maybe it's all about the mindset <laughs> As, as a coach, we, we want our athletes to stay positive because uh, 
like it or not, on tournament day, uh, sometimes actually more often than not, uh, it's not the most talented teams or the best skilled players that win uh, the tournament. Uh, I'm not putting that aside. I'm not saying that talent and skills are not important, but sometimes mm-hmm. really once in a blue moon uh, or mm-hmm. actually I've seen it quite frequently that the teams that are most um, having most confidence the teams that have lots of hope and positivity in them uh, they are the one that manage to push themselves and still hold on to that perseverance and grit uh, to win the tournament mm. and more often than not if we watch their videos and their replays they say hey, they didn't play very well there's a lot of mistakes there's a yeah, lot of yeah, 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 yeah. but if Wow, they managed to win. Uh, it's like on day one, you look at them, it's like, uh, I think this team, okay, maybe they will get third off. Or, and then mm-hmm. at the end of the tournament, huh? what? They won first? Yeah. <laughs> That's really amazing. And I think if I were to uh, give like one of the areas of success of how teams win, uh, one of it, I think, is believing in it. That means even though every cell in your body tells that you suck or your team suck, um, but you're already at a tournament. Having that mindset would not help in any way uh, for you to win it. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just a little to share. Okay, eh, let's see. Uh, what's next? Okay, this is something fun and casual. Uh, who is your favorite uh, volleyball hero? So it, it can be uh, a player uh, in the international league or, or in Malaysia uh, also, uh, also can. Okay, so internationally, my my idol is Carrie Walsh Jennings. She is the one of the okay. She is like the epitome of beach volleyball. She has won three Olympic gold medals, and this Tokyo Olympics, if it's gonna happen, it's going to be her sixth Olympics. Wow! Can you imagine that? Six times four. That's twenty four years. And then prior the years before Olympics, how long she has. In, in this sport yeah uh, what what country does she plays for uh USA USA oh and she is turning 41 or 42 this year wow veteran nice yes okay and she's looking to get her fourth gold medal so like that yeah <laughs> okay so that's on international and anyone else other than uh, other than her Carol is it what's her uh, no, Carrie Walsh Jennings Carrie Walsh Jennings yeah. Oh, yeah, I just want to mention a little story. So, uh, last year, uh, there was this three-star tournament in Malaysia, uh, in Port Dickson. Okay. And she actually came to play. So, yeah, I did. I managed to meet my other. So grateful for that. And then, because I knew she was coming, so, like, I drew a little thing for her. <laughs> yeah, and then I gave it to her. And then, and then she gave me her shirt. I was like, ah! Oh, wow. I was like fangirling and I bring it to every competition I go around. <laughs> nice. She is really humble and so nice. She's doing so much. She created this community mm-hmm. called P1440, P1440, which uh-huh. is like a beach volleyball community in US for anyone to play like that, like to grow the sport. Okay. Alright. Cool, cool. Uh, Do you manage to play with her? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> when you were in uh, the, the one in Port Dickson. No, oh, right. we didn't face them. Oh no! All right, but no, it's a good thing I don't want to get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So that's uh that's on the international uh 
athletes. How about mm-hmm. locally? Like, uh, who, who would you look up to? Uh, locally. Uh, if there's any. Yeah, last mm-hmm. last time. Uh, when I was younger, I used to look up to you know, uh, Ahua Laosi, all that uh, uh, Beisun Ting, those players, yeah, uh, yeah, those legends, yeah. Uh, but now they don't really play so much anymore. So, actually, uh, I realized that I really, really look up to my uh, teammate. She's my super partner. What's her name? Sin 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 Yi, yeah. Because she, I just really respect her. I've been playing with her since 12 years old, actually. Mm-hmm. And I just have so much respect for her. She is not tall, she is small for volleyball. Mm-hmm. But she is so hardworking, man. Like, she, I, she's the most hardworking one among all of us. And she can, she can do things that even we can't do. <laughs> Without height, yeah. Sounds so like somebody that is worthy uh, to be mentioned. Uh, maybe later yep. I ask for. It. Does she has Instagram? Uh, then we can yeah, get she has. Later. Okay, I'll post yeah. it. Uh, so that the other uh, listeners can check her out. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm, okay, I don't want to drag too much more time. Uh, maybe a couple more questions and then we end. And let's see. Uh, I think this is great. Uh, your favorite, uh, favorite quotes that keep you motivated. Yeah, if if you have any. I have so many. It's so tough to choose. Uh, the top of your head. Uh, any top of my head. Two that you can think of. Uh, so there's one that I really like. Is I think it's by Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Uh, he said that if you don't believe in yourself, no one will do it for you. Yeah, cool. and another yeah. So that is something I still struggle with actually, like what I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And one that I'm beginning to really realize its full effect now is um, uh, what if talent doesn't the one that you mentioned that day also the talent and talent work hard on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, hard work. That one. Talent. That one. Yeah. yeah. Hard work. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, yeah. By, I'm not sure who is it from. Is it Aristotle? Uh, I can't find the source. Though, uh, no, one's, no one's claiming that quote. Uh, Maybe it's just anonymous. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay, last question uh, before we end. Uh, do, do you think... Uh, okay, wait. Do you meditate? Uh, so before your game or... or uh, or on a daily basis yeah actually in fact I I've been tr- uh, trying but I haven't really succeeded but recently I just discovered this app called Headspace and mm-hmm. yeah I've been doing it like every morning and it feels quite good like I feel calm and like, like I can think clearer I think okay. think more uh, clearly okay so for those listeners that doesn't know about meditation uh, so a, a lot of us think when we hear the word meditate uh, we think about om and uh, things like <laughs> yeah. uh, we think about like it's highly spiritual uh, or highly religious uh, do you want to introduce uh, what is meditation on a nutshell uh, yeah so meditation is there are many kinds actually there are also the spiritual kinds but the one that I'm doing is more for 
mindfulness and concentration and just getting like a clearer mind to uh, uh, go go through the day like it's meditating is basically just uh, it's not about blocking your thoughts or like just basically not thinking of anything for five minutes like that it's about noticing your thoughts but not judging them it's like in fact I just heard this this morning this analogy it's like you're sitting by a tra- by trap by the roadside and you're just observing the traffic sometimes there are a lot of cars passing by sometimes there are no cars at all so you're just observing you're not giving any input you're not feeling happy you're not feeling angry anything you're just observing so it's just like that for our thoughts we're just observing our thoughts okay oh, that's some way to put it so it's just uh, uh, in a nutshell it's um, being more aware about your yes. thoughts and, and having more control over it would you say that mm-hmm. yeah definitely so do you do you do do you meditate um, before your tournaments or before a competition I tried that before but I wasn't sure if I was doing it correctly so I don't know if it's counted <laughs> so uh, safely to say you, you were just introduced towards uh, meditation recently yeah kind of like properly I see uh, have you uh Oh, your last your last competition, the one in was it Thailand or Philippines? Philippines is it? No, the last the most oh, known was in Langkawi. Langkawi. Oh yeah, the Langkawi one. Uh, have you already uh, got exposed to meditation when you were in Langkawi? I mean, I already knew about it, but I didn't try it right before my competition. Ah, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. All right. Um, look forward to uh, for you to share more about meditation and mindfulness after yeah I'm still exploring it too (laughs) Uh, because I personally used got exposed to it maybe about two years ago I have no idea what it Mm -hmm. is but uh, at the point in time where I was um, struggling with depression and anxiety uh, a lot and and I, I got introduced to it and from there I'm like whoa wow it it helped me tremendously. I wouldn't say that it made me, it healed my depression completely, but it definitely uh, helped me cope with it each time it, it is there. Uh, it made me, uh, I would say, a better person, a more, I think, clearer, uh, and I'm able to, I feel more powerful after that. It's mm-hmm. not so much of self doubt, although it's still lingering there off and on. Uh, but I'm able to cope with it. I think it's a, more on a coping mechanism uh, mm. rather than like a healing uh, kind of method. So yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? So you did you yeah. no, oh, did you use any apps or did you just do it by yourself? Um, How did you do it? Me, I got uh, introduced to meditation through uh, it's called a Quality Mind Program. Uh, it's an Australian oh. company. Uh, that it's, oh. it's set up uh, and they, they conduct like virtual classes like this through Zoom oh, okay. as, a, as a coach um, a life coach and then a bunch of athletes so the program I was in was athletes so uh, athletes come so in Australia they are very famous in like uh, football uh, Australian football uh, some of them are ski uh, skis uh, ski divers what do you call that skiers Clears, yeah, uh, and some other professional athletes over there, and they, they went through the program. Uh, so they have an app. Oh, cool! Uh, that, that app, uh, that app has everything in it, and one of the section is uh mindfulness or meditation. 
uh, which they encourage us to do like five to ten minute, uh, ten minutes a day. Mm. Uh, after that program, I got shut off, so I, I got blocked. I can't use the app anymore. And but in Play Store, uh, there is tons <laughs> of apps uh, regarding yeah. meditation, and yeah, I, I still use uh, apps for meditation. So do you meditate every? Hello, Tasha. I think I'm losing you. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Do you meditate every day? Hmm. I made it. I, I made it a point last time. Uh, it's a habit. Uh, it lasted for a month-ish, and then now it stopped. But on, I would say on a general sense, yes, I do. Sometimes as short as thirty mm. seconds. Sometimes as long as oh, like okay. ten minutes. So it it really. Mm, I wouldn't yeah I, sh- I know I should be conscious like deliberately set aside time 10 minutes I'm gonna meditate breathe and then just be conscious of my thought uh, but if I don't do that uh, I will just mm, I'll just breathe for like one minute and then that like a short uh, power meditation yeah that so in a nutshell yes I meditate every day it helped okay. me tremendously uh, just wow. like I personally struggle with uh, anxiety. I get, I get really nervous and excited, super easily. Uh, it can be like a coaching session that I'm going to, or a friendly match for, uh, that I'm playing, or um, a small tournament that I bring my team out. Uh, I will get really uh, excited to a point where it hits like anxiety. You know, I think about the worst scenario, and I don't seem to be able to manage my thoughts. Uh, and because of that, I have to meditate and be conscious about my thoughts so that I can kind of lock it up and not turn my excitement to anxiety. That's interesting because I don't know whether I sometimes feel like that also. Like, I get worried over like the tiniest things possible sometimes. Like, something has already happened but then I keep fretting over it and like worrying over about it. And then I, I have to take a moment and tell myself, no, it has happened already. You can't do anything about it. Now just move on and get on and just forget about it. Like that. I have to like consciously tell myself that if not, I will, I will, I will, I will worry about it a lot. Um, yes, that, that one happened to me yesterday where, uh, <laughs> yeah, just recently really. Uh, uh, you know, I would say, yeah, recently before, uh, before the lockdown, I mean, around that period mm-hmm. where we have a restricted movement. So I was training mm-hmm. uh, for... Uh, I just I just went to the basketball court which I set up like two poles uh, and then I just practiced mm-hmm. observing. And then uh, some random pass- neighbor or passerby just yelled like, Oi, balik lah! And, and, and even though a very small sentence from like an unknown person, a stranger, can affect me for a good one, two hours. I just keep thinking, yeah. like, is my serving that bad until he asks me to go home? Or, or is it, am I being irresponsible <laughs> or being out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where everyone else uh, is having yeah. restricted movement. Uh, and, and things like that keep, keep running through my head and then yeah. I should Same. have So as I went home, it, was, it still linger in there. Um, even though I meditated, uh, even though I asked to, to come down it's, it's okay it's, it's a, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not as easy as that sometimes the mind yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. a lot of practice that's why meditation is so important where you have to consistently practice on it so that you have more control of your thoughts and not your thoughts controlling you yeah, yeah that is so true so yep 
I, I think uh, it's a pretty great uh, session with you. I actually look forward uh, for the next one. Let, let's post this. Uh, we still have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's post this uh, first and maybe I'm just looking, I'm just explore, exploring the possibility that we have a live session yeah. on Instagram live or something sure. where you can also oh. share with your, your followers and then we, we can pick in questions uh, from them. I'm sure they have oh, oh, okay. questions to ask you uh, and sure. my, through my experience, I think um, being, as a, being a coach, um, it, it helped me gain a lot of self-confidence. It made me feel that people value me uh, people want to hear my thoughts and that helped me cope also a bit better being an athlete and also as a person and uh, I think yeah I think each and every individual no matter if they are coach a national athlete like you uh, or even just a regular volleyball player uh, who is 15 year old uh, who represent let's just say only their family which probably they are the only volleyball player I think they have also something to offer to people around yeah. them, to the community. Okay, thank you so much for the session. Yeah, I thank you so much. I had a lot of fun, Erwin. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Ciao.